Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Noso. Parshas Noso, according to the Chinuch, contains 18 mitzvos, 7 positive, and 11 restrictions. Parshas Noso has the distinction of being the longest parsha in the Torah. Interestingly, there are in Parshas Noso, 176 psukim. It's the longest parsha because you have the same paragraph repeated 12 times, namely the gift that each of the Nisim, the princes, brought at the occasion of the dedication of the Mishkan on Rosh, beginning with Rosh Chodesh Nisan, second year, that they left Mitzrayim, and interestingly, the Torah could have had the paragraph once and said each of the twelve princes brought this same gift. The Torah would have listed the same, but the Mepharshim tell us no. The fact that they did not want to outdo one another, they each brought the same, that is such a beautiful midah of true Avas Yisrael that the Torah accentuated this point to teach us this wonderful lesson. A lesson which we can all take very much to heart as we are hopefully, gradually going back to what was before the outbreak of this epidemic a more, quote, Normal. Now, that is a very challenging word, which we can't go into at this time. Interestingly, <clears throat> as there are 176 uh, verses in Parshas Naso, so too there are 176 psukim in the longest chapter of Tanakh, namely Tilim 119. And finally, you guessed it, how many pages are there in the Gemara Bava Basra, that's right, 176. I'd like to focus this morning on a famous Chazal, which Rashi brings at the beginning of chapter 6 of Parshas Noso, where the Torah introduces us to the Nazir. Now let's understand something. The Nazir, regarding whom there are 10 out of the 18 mitzvos of this week's parsha, directed to the Nazir, man or woman, who abstain from A, drinking wine, B, cutting their hair, C, uh, coming in contact, being under the same roof as a, a dead body, a deceased. So these individuals, and minimally, Nazirus is minimally for 30 days, could be longer, but not less than 30 days, Kadosh Yiyeh, and Yiyeh Bigamatria is 30. So the Torah introduces the Nazir by telling us, Isho Isha, a man or woman, Kiafli, Lindor Neder, literally, he or she shall disassociate himself by taking a vow, 
a vow of abstinence. But the Torah uses the word yafli, which the Ebenezer picks up and says, yafli from the word pele. Pele is a wonder. This is wow. How so? Why is this a pele? Kirov olam holchim achar ta'avasam. Most people, says the Ibn Ezra, follow their natural inclinations. And he, she, the Nazir, they have the ability to rise above these natural inclinations. Now, Rashi cites the famous teaching of the Gemara Sota at the very beginning of the Gemara. Says the Gemara Sota. Lamanismacha Parshas Nazir Leparsha Sota. Why does chapter quote six come after chapter five? What does that mean? Why does Nazir follow the laws of Sota, the suspected adulteress, and the specific procedure that the Torah outlines for her in chapter five? Lomalach to teach us. Shakolhoroe Sota Bikilkula, anyone who saw the Sota, in her state of literal destruction, Yazir Atzmo Minayayin, he should respond to this sight by literally withdrawing himself, abstaining himself from wine. Shehu Mevi Lideniyuf, for this was one of the contributing factors towards her unfaithfulness. Now, let's think about this for a moment. I want to quote for you the Ramban in Perikei, chapter 5, on the Sota. The Ramban is found on Pasuk Chof, Pasuk 20, in chapter 5. Says the Ramban, V'hinei ein b'chol mishpatei Torah. You don't find in any of the other laws of the Torah Dover Talui Benes, something which is literally dependent <clears throat> on a miracle. Zulasiho Inyonazeh, except for this matter. Whether or not she is innocent or guilty is going to be determined, shown by a miracle of God. If she is guilty, there's going to be this a natural, supernatural effect upon her, literally the um, falling apart of her stomach, and this is going to, unbelievable, this is not a natural event, this is a wonder and a permanent miracle, that God will do only for the Jewish people, if the majority of the Jewish people are living in accordance with Torah law. And that's why at the end of the Gemara, Sota, unfortunately, were told that when morality declined within the Jewish community, these laws were no longer in effect. And what's the reason that God provides this miracle? In order for his true sense of righteousness, wants 
He wants to warn the women, he wants to warn the Jewish community that they should not do as the immorality of the other nations, Ulenakos Yisrael Minamam Zerus, and to cleanse and rid the Jewish people from the immorality. <clears throat> in order that they should be worthy of having God's presence in their midst. So if somebody actually saw <clears throat> what happened to the Sota, I ask you, wouldn't that very seeing, quote, cause believing? Wouldn't that make the Roshem, wouldn't that make the incredible <clears throat> impression upon the individual? He shouldn't have to take a vow of abstinence. Come on. I would have thought, who is the one who has to take this vow of abstinence? Not the one who saw it, but rather the one who didn't see it. The one who heard about it. Oh, I heard about it. I want to keep that concept alive. I'm going to take something upon myself. But if a person saw it, my goodness, they should have to take something tangible. And we see from here something very, very powerful regarding human nature. Let's take one step back. The Torah tells us that this Nazir, who's called <clears throat> Kadosh Lashem, he's literally holy during the time of his Nazirus. At the end of his Nazirus, what does he have to do? He brings a series of korbanos, of offerings, and one of those sacrifices that he brings is a korban chatos, a sin offering. Wait a second. Who are we calling a sinner? A man who abstained because he wanted to get closer to God? Why is he a sinner? Says the Ramban, interestingly, he's called a sinner because he is going back. His Naziris is over. He's going back to his former ways. He did not maintain himself on that high level. Interestingly, the one who never took upon himself Nazirus, they're not called a sinner, but the one who had it and doesn't keep it, says the Ramban, that's a sinner. Now, let's take this one step beyond. The Ramban, in his Sefer, Torah's Hashem Tamima, there, <clears throat> and in his Sefer, Emuna Ubitochon, chapter 19, the Ramban writes an incredible, original understanding of the Pasuk in chapter 2 of Shira Shirim, of Song of Songs, verse 7. Now, this is a very significant verse. 2 7. Shira Shirim. If you'd like, bring the Shira Shirim to the table. Look at the verse. Hishbati Eschem Benos Yerushalayim. Write 
King Solomon says, I adjure you, I impose an oath upon you. Now, the Benos Yerushalayim, whether it refers to, according to many, Rashi, the other nations of the world, Bitzvaos o Ba'ayolos, literally, uh, with and referring to the various animals of the field, Imto'iru v'imto'oru esa'ava achetechpots, that you should dare not provoke God to hate me or to disturb his love for me while he, Hashem, still desires it. In other words, don't tamper with the special relationship between God and Israel. Now I have to tell you, it is just one week after Shavuos, after we read Akdomus on the first day of Shavuos. Akdomus was written in the 11th century by Reb Meir Reb Yitzchak, and it consists of 90 verses. The th- main three parts of Akdomos is, it speaks of our praise of God, His Torah, and His people. Breaking it down, there is a core part of the 90 psukim going from verse 43 through verse 74, a little more than 30 psukim, whereby Israel speaks to the rest of the world and says, don't dare, don't try to get us to leave Hashem. Hashem still loves us. We have that special rapport, that special relationship. The Ramban understands this verse and interprets it in the following way and says, Jewish people, don't pride yourself in your religious accomplishments. Don't pride yourself in your religious growth. I speak to everybody, myself included. Don't pride yourself that you experienced, even at home, not yet in the shul, your personal high and relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu over Shavuos, Ad Shetechpatz, and this is his own creativity, the Ramban, until you make it into a chefetz, until you make it into an action, an object, concretize it. Only when you're able to take it and challenge it into a specific action, then that religious experience is going to be with you. Oh, and that's why the Ramban says the Nazir, because he's letting go, that is unfortunately why he's a chote. And now, each and every one of us should say, wow, we were privileged to undergo a Shavuos. What am I going to do to keep Shavuos going? What am I going to go do to keep this momentum that I was privileged to have on Shavuos going? I'm going to suggest two or three very quick, very important points. One, <clears throat> starting today, think, and please God, every Erev Shabbos, pick up the telephone 
and call a shut-in. Call somebody who might be alone. Call somebody who's not well. Call somebody who you don't usually speak to. Reach out. If Shavuos represented Vayichan Sham Yisrael, that there was a oneness, an Ishachod, a Levachod, we have to continue to perpetuate that Avas Yisrael, not with your friends, that you, your usual circle of friends. No, expand it. Call somebody today, wish them a good Shabbos, thinking of you that you don't usually do. One. Number two, we are about to go back to the Bate Knesios. Different communities, slowly, gradually, outdoor minyanim, and then, please God, back into the Besach Knesses. It's been a long time that we have been out. Let's do it right. Don't Go into the Beisach Knesses with your phone on. Even if it's on vibrate, that, ten, that, that, that natural urge to look and see who it is. And once you've got it out, it's a terrible distraction. And it's there. And God forbid, what are we going back to shul for? You were able to pray Shimon Esri at home, but you didn't have that repetition. To God forbid, go back now and to play on your phone and be on your phone no matter what. That would be horrific. Finally, don't talk in shul. Amazing. Some people, before they go into their own homes, they knock on the door. Why? Because I'm having a hard day. I don't want to bring any of that I don't want, into my house. I don't want to startle people. Most every shul has a lobby. Don't tell me you're late and you're running into shul. Stop in that lobby for one moment. Recite the verse, Matovu. Olecho Yaakov, Mishkanosecho Yisrael. Stop for that one moment and remind yourself where you're going. Remind yourself that the only thing I can talk in this room is Divrei Tefillah and Divrei Torah. It's going to be a very different experience coming home. I say to everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to your minyanim. Slowly, gradually, as your Rabbanim and medical teams are advising us. But when we do it, let's do it right. Taking this opportunity to wish everybody a most meaningful return to their Bote Knesios. Shabbat Shalom to all.